Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage. This is The Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast for two brothers coming together to catch up. I'm Salbiazzi, and with me as always is my brother. Frankie. Well, well, well. I feel like we have nothing to talk about. Yeah, we just talked for 40 minutes. No! Oh. We did, there's no... And then 20 minutes before that. Not on the phone for a while. Well, here's the thing. I feel like the only thing I looked forward to on Sunday or had exciting go on was Game of Thrones. Um, oh yeah, I forgot the show's not even called Game of Thrones. No, it also, is. Like, it's just Game of Thrones. I don't know if it's just because Matt Smith was doctor was the doctor that I love him so much as Damon and I don't care how evil and terrible he is or if it's something about like some dark voodoo magic that Matt Smith has that like has me entranced. I'll tell you what it is. But he's the most interesting character in the history of television. I'll tell you what it is. It's Doctor Who. Because I'm, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Who don't watch Doctor Who and they don't like him? It's not that they don't like him. They don't feel the way I feel they about him. They don't inform in every situation. I think the show is about Damon. Yeah, he's the main He's character. the main character. He's like the hero. And he better win. I'm rooting for him. <laughs> That's all I know about the show. And it's good. I, like I love Ra- it. I like Rhaenyra. That's because Rhaenyra's cool. also kind of into Damon. Yeah. So, like, oh, awesome. I don't like Viserys. I'm ru- I'm actually rooting against this king because he's he's mean to his brother, yeah. Damon. And I don't like that. And I really don't like the High Towers. I tell you what. You like Alicent. This is what Game of Thrones does. No, I hate Alicent. She's, like, one of my least favorite characters. This is what Game of Thrones does, has done, continues to do. And why it's such a good show. They are so good at making you hate a character for, like, episodes at a time. And then in just, like, one paragraph, you just understand everything. And you're like, we only got one scene of Otto this week. Yeah, it was a great scene. And he's talking to Allison about, like, what she just... And I'm like, I hate this guy. And and, and immediately I'm like... Oh, you know what? He's right though. He's got motivations. He's but his motivations like make sense. Like, like if if you let Rhaenyra win, win, there's going to be a war, and then they're going to have to put your child to death. To end they're that. not going to accept her as queen. It's just not going to happen. I know you wish it. All these things to go, but he lives in reality. And I'm like, he's he's kind of right. <laughs> I think he's still a dick, but also like I get it. And Game of Thrones does that better than any show ever has. Well, think about think about how complex of a character Damon is. Like, he's obviously a villain, but he's also a hero. It's weird. I will say they're good at that. I was a little upset with him for when murder, he when he murder. grabbed the rock. Should we? Not, this is a spoiler filled. We're just a, here, spoilers for the episode that was just aired. Our podcast is a general information podcast where we are going to discuss a, a cornucopia of topics. Sometimes we're going to include things that we just want to catch up on. We haven't talked about this episode of Game of Thrones yet, so we're going to talk about it as if like we're not on air. On air. Yeah, if me Jeez. and you were just talking about this episode, this is what we Because that's what this is. So like, if um, you just understand that there's going to be spoilers because we've both seen the episode, and we don't care about you. So Damon... Okay. Getting the horse to like flip her onto her back and paralyze her. You were her, good with that. I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get rid of this bitch anyway. Yeah. But when, when she didn't grabbed, die, when he grabbed the rock, she and I was like, it, I knew what was gonna happen. I was like, they also did a good job. Like, I was like, that's a little much. You know. Also, the edit right to the fish getting its head chopped off from there was really cool. You know that the 
that the show doesn't it does a good job of making this character like the the murder is bad. You shouldn't murder your wife, and you know that Damon's probably been thinking about murdering this woman for like forever. But we haven't met this lady yet. But they did a good job of like not making her too sympathetic either. Like they made her too attractive. She's a strong woman. She's going out on a hunt. She could probably defend herself if she had to. She was way too attractive for everything they said about her. Everything Damon said about her. Well, Damon. She wasn't like attractive. Damon attractive. doesn't like, like her. Well, clearly, but not. obviously he doesn't like her. It's so interesting why Damon doesn't like her too, because like she's a good, righteous, noble woman, and he fucking hates that. Well, he can't get anything from her. Yeah, I guess so. Although he's gonna get, but Rune he could have Runestone. I mean, he could have been a good lord. Or does he get the veil? What does but he, he get? wants to be? He wants to be the. He wants to. He wants the throne. It's not the throne, though. He doesn't really want the throne. I, I think he does. No. Dude, I think the whole thing with Rhaenyra is he just wants, about him getting the throne. He wants to... And I don't think Rhaenyra sees that. He doesn't want the throne because he wants more... It's more about his own personal desires in the throne. Like the, He doesn't want to be king. No, he wants to be known as the king. He wants chaos. No, I think he wants, like... I, I think he wants, like, a legacy. I don't think he cares about a legacy. Oh, I, I do. I think he cares about, like... If he didn't care about a legacy, I don't think he would go and kill the crab feeder when the king sends help. When the king sends help... But that wasn't about his legacy. That was about... That was more about his pride. Well, that's what I think the, the whole thing about be, get, becoming king is. Okay. But it's but I think his own person personality, like his desires, his motivations, is less about sitting on the throne or becoming king, and more about like doing what he wants to do to feel good or have the attention well, yeah. or be in or be. He wants to be in power, power, but it's not like kingly power. It's no, more like power. he wants to be in control of, of situations, his life, his yes. destiny. Yes. So, like, his destiny might be being the king, but his destiny might be something else entirely. I think, I think we know that based on the way he's been portrayed in his sexual encounters, both with the, whatever the name of, like, that first girl he was with, and then the way he she's was the with Rhaenyra, one. too. Oh, you think so? Isn't that what she's, I think that's what she is. The one that spied on them? Yes. No, I don't think, I thought the little boy was White Worm. No, she the blue boy works for her. You think so? She he pays her. The little boy? At that scene when they He wakes up in her her room with her. She set that whole shit up. I don't think I don't think it was her. We don't know that. You're just saying that. I'm pretty sure we know that. I don't think we know that. I don't think that's like a known thing. I think it is a known thing. I have to rewatch the episode. I, I, think to, they, I think there was a moment where they in pretty this much, episode. No, in, in the last episode. Yeah, when that all went down, when the when she when Otto Hightower gets his information from her, he never gets the it, little boy. Yes, but we don't know where the little boy gets the information from. I think there's a scene where the little boy and the and she interact. I think there is. I have You're to go back. Making and watch that it. up? No, I don't, I think, don't so. think so. I'll go back and watch too, but I don't think so. Um... But regardless, I think that uh, his motivations are pretty 
are less about like being the king of Westeros and more about just like what does he feel like he needs to do to be like whatever he wants to be at that moment, yeah. you know? Like he's such a he's such a like whirlwind, but he's smart and capable and like you know, dude, this, dangerous this, as fuck. This episode got me I think it was two or three separate times where I thought the king died. Yeah, I thought he was going to die, too. And every time he was just like, Nah, he's not dead yet! He's pretty much dead, though. But but based on the previews for next week, we're jumping forward like ten years and he's still alive. Wild. Good for him. What a run. Who takes over the throne when he's dead? Do you want to know like the actual history? Not of the really. But you know? I know pretty much. I pretty much read because I've seen the li- the lineology, the books, but I've I've read I've seen one. I've seen the lineology. I know that lineology is not a word. I don't know what word I'm trying to say. Genealogy, whatever. I know it's not Damon. I know it's not Rhaenyra. When the king dies, a civil war breaks out. Kirsten Cole is instrumental. In determining, see, you're spoiling future stuff. Yes, but this is, but I won't spoil like what actually happens. I'll just generically, tell, I'll just generally tell Kristen you. Kristen Cole. Cole is going to determine who sits on the throne next. That determines. I don't want him to have that much power because he he's does. a fucking moron. His nickname in the books, and he lives a long time, and he's very important for a very long time. I don't like that. I don't like him. He's known as the Kingmaker. Ugh, that's his nickname. So he's the King Slayer, like Jamie Lannister. Yeah, he's the Kristen Kingmaker. Cole's the Kingmaker. This guy sucks. Alright, can we talk about how dumb he is? He's a really important figure. So, I don't think what happens at this wedding is at all in the books. Like, at all in the story. So, like, the detail of him murdering this guy, I don't think that's ever been... There's okay. not many details about what actually happened. Forget that. Let's go back to, like, his first... On the boat. In the On the boat. Jesus where he man. thinks he can get Rhaenyra to just, like, run away with him. Yeah, ridiculous. Dude, you're delusional. <laughs> but, fine... You're in love, I guess. When they get back to the castle, and the queen asks for him, how, how do you not wait to hear what she's talking about? To spill the beans. To just be like, yeah, I banged the queen. The, <laughs> like, the princess. Just please don't, please kill me. I'm sorry, make my death swift. But this dude's trying to get himself killed at this point. I really wish he would have killed himself. I was like rooting for it. He almost did. When Allison stops him, I was like, you bitch. Let him die. Uh, like He's like my least favorite character on the show. Well, him now and Allison, about, so they make a great team. Well, now think about the position he's going to be in. Well, he has a lot of power. Well, not... Well, he... He's essentially like Allison's little knight now, and he's still going to be assigned to the princess. You don't think Allison's gonna like do anything with the information that That's she what I'm has? Saying. She's you. That information now makes him her asset. In position of so I don't. She's gonna spy on everything. But Renera does. I, yeah, but I also don't believe Allison is smart enough to do anything. I think that the whole conversation that she had with her father, she's obviously smart and savvy. Her whole character has been built. She, she's essentially like. Baby Cersei, like young Cersei, she's been groomed to be the princess, to be the queen, and she's handled that responsibility, and she can work her way around the castle. She knows all the rules of being 
the queen, and now she's been scorned enough and matured enough, and she's on her own. She's an adult. She's I a will queen. S- I will say, last night, when she comes into the wedding, the second Wait, Sarah that was starts de- speaking... That was deliberate. And she's dressed in the green robes, and we hear uh, Harwin Strong be like... When the Civil War breaks out, her side... The the old the high tower the high side towers are the greens, and the Targaryen side or like the the, the other Targaryen side because they're also the Targaryen side. So is it going to be like the Valerians the blacks. versus the Targaryens versus the high towers versus the Strongs? No, it's literally the Targaryens versus the high towers, but the high towers have their lords and sides and the. Targaryens have theirs, but then it gets messy. Like things, lines blur, and people switch sides. And it's gonna be weird because, like, we know with we don't know the outcome specifically, but we know the Targaryens remain control. Like we know that the Targaryens are fighting Targaryens. Like Allison's son is a Targaryen. Yeah, he is Aegon Targaryen. And by the time the Civil War starts, he's not a baby anymore. Like, we're going to fast forward 10 years. He's going to be, like, a teenager, and he's also capable. Um, I will say, since episode one, my favorite character was Damon. Rhaenyra has really grown on me. Like, I love her. And I'm going to be really upset when they change actresses. Mm-hmm. But, man. Corliss and Rhaenys. I think they're, like... I for there's something about Rainey's that I really like, even though she hasn't had like a yeah, huge she's, part. She's great. I like her a lot, but Corliss is so badass. Yeah, that'd be good, dude. The way he was just like, not nah, like the king is gonna come see me. Yeah. The disrespect to the king. Viserys does nothing about it. dude. Viserys is such a bitch. He's such a bad king. Yeah. When he's asking, uh, Lionel Strong about a. Uh, what are they gonna say about me? Like what? Like I'm, I don't have any songs. Like was I a good king? Not really. But is it better like, to live in peace? The realm kings, was relatively yes. peaceful. But as far as like, were you a good king? Eh, it'd be pretty forgotten. You were the Polk of Westeros. Uh, that's so disrespectful <laughs> to Polk. <laughs> to James K. Polk. Who was a great president. Literally my favorite president of all time, <laughs> you dick. He's more like a... Like a Madison. Maybe. Polk is my god, dude. I think we need more presidents like James K. Polk. Come in. Promise big. Deliver. Get the fuck yeah. out. It's the coolest shit you can do. Like, really? nah, I only need one term. I believe Trump didn't run for re-election. He should have. That'd have been so badass. Yeah, They're all like so angry at him and like he just can't run again. He's like, dude, I don't want re-election. I'm done. Fuck you guys. Look what I did in four years. You're gonna ruin it. <laughs> I mean, he, t- he pretty much did that. He could have. Nah, but he tried. That's the problem. He he really should have overthrown the government. Well, like I. I know you shouldn't say that, and I, like, this is an entertainment podcast. But what does like, that even mean, though, you know? Well, I'll tell you the context I mean it in. Like, he should have he should have done all he could have to have overturned every institution before leaving that office and giving it back to people like Joe Biden. Yeah, but he was never going to do that because he's a little bitch. Well, obviously. 
Like the FBI, dude. They suck. So Stand up organization. And people, people like these people. I like the FBI. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. Of the They're FBI. listening. <laughs> I gotta oh start. God. I gotta start behaving. I might be running for city council. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Bradley Beach. Hey, don't say the town I live on this podcast. <laughs> the fuck is that? How about I just say your address on here? Edit that out. If you're going to run for city council, people are going to know where you live. If I run for city council, podcast is over. <laughs> people are going to be combing through this podcast. Be like Shane Gillis. Alright, so Game of Thrones was good. Um, Trump gave a crazy speech the other night in Ohio. It was awesome. What is he thinking? He's he's like... Does he think he's going to win? No, it's not a... I think he's ready for, like, them to arrest him. So after that happens, like, I think he thinks that, like... I don't know. I don't know what happens when Trump gets arrested. Is he going to get arrested? Probably nothing. I think they're going to perp walk him. Dude, before I don't know if they'll do it before the midterms or like after the midterms, like closer to the general election. If but they they're really, walk them. if they really do that, and they're gonna try as hard as they can to make it as, like they tried as hard as possible to make the Mar-a-Lago shit as incendiary as possible, and they're still trying to like use the documents they took and like all this stuff and make it a big deal. But they're going to perp walk him, and they're gonna do it in a way that's going to be as inflammatory as possible to try and incite some sort of backlash from his support so that they can then justify what they want to do to his support base. Which is arrest everybody. Which is come after everyone. Which is they've been... And it's so stupid because, like, our families and friends want it too. Come after us, dude. Just come after us. Don't... Don't fucking... Don't pretend don't you pretend need a you reason. Don't good guys. You're not the don't good Don't pretend guys. you need a reason to come do it. Just you're fucking such, do it. You're such assholes. <laughs> and it's all, like, the FBI. It's not even, like, real people. It's just, like, people who read the New York Times and watch MSNBC, and then, like... Well, you know what I found out? What? So, the Martha's Vineyard stuff. Yeah. Love that shit. You know they think that, like, the Martha's Vineyard people, like, handled it great and, like, open arms accepted it? They got those people out within 48 hours. That's not... No, no. But, like, that's not what they think happened. What do they think happened? That they gave them food and shelter and they're all living there. Well, they gave them food and shelter for 24 hours while they got the military... While they got them out. Took them away. They wanted them out of where they live. Yeah. It's not like they gave them jobs at Dunkin' Donuts. And, like, let them live in their house while they got on their feet. No, they literally put them in a church for a day. And then said, get out. Gave them sandwiches and then waved them goodbye like fucking lunatics. And then they're like, that's how the... These people are so disconnected from reality because they have the nerve to say, well, that's how the border town should handle it. What? You want them to send them back? Where are they going to send them? They just sent them to you. (laughs) What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Just send them away to somewhere. We'll just keep moving them around the country. Let's get a tour of the country. Bus tour. Now... I agree with the sentiment from the left that, like, this is performative bullshit from, like, red state governors. Like, DeSantis taking Texas immigrants across the country is kind of not 
really solving anything. And like to, and Greg Abbott sending them to New York is like, not really solving anything. It's just a political stunt. If we really wanted to solve the problem, there are a number of actions that these governors could take in their own states that would then encourage the federal government to make be- better decisions about our immigration policy. But I think it just goes to what we say on this podcast all the time about how like we're so far past policy. Like it's not about policy. I simply use the immigration debate to inform me on like what level of political thinker you are. So like if you have a solution that you think is mean meaningful and good and it's outside of the two party spectrum of Overton window, I could at least say, okay, this is a free thinking person. But then if I hear you just spew a right wing or left wing talking point, I know that you really don't have anything to contribute to a conversation about freeing ourselves from this fucking oligarchy that is enslaving us. And that's it. Like, there's no real solution to the immigration problem because there's no political operation that exists for it to ever be solved. There's no mechanism in place for our government to ever actually do anything to solve it because there's no one in power at any level of government that has any desire to ever solve the problem. So it's stupid to even talk about it as a policy position because because it's ridiculous. You know, that's actually a really good point. Like, policy shouldn't just be a thing, like a stance on a topic. It should be like a stance on a topic that has an actionable plan. Yes. And we don't do that. We just send money money at things. My stance on a topic could be abolish the government. But if there's no actionable plan to make that happen, well, then it's not really a stance. It's it's a dream. Yeah. And that's a very big deal. I'm not voting for people with dreams. With wishes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So that's where I'm at. Like, I just... We can have these debates about things. And I like to hear them. But, like, let's get together on real shit. And, like, busing immigrants across country and then arguing about who I'm handles better. I'm a fan of busing immigrants around and using people as pawns. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> because, like... Not that it's funny for them. I think it's funny that people get mad about it. Because, like, you're a pawn. I'm a pawn. We're all pawns. We're all pawns. We, you get used every day by your... You the politicians you love so much, so. There was a leak of Grand Theft Auto Six. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> you text me about it. It was the timing of that text was unbelievable. Amanda text. No, we're sitting. We're eating. We're eating a bowl of chili together, and she says, "Your birthday's coming up. What do you want?" And I was like, "I was like, I don't know. I was like, I really the new Call of Duty is gonna be coming out." And I, and I think this one's going to be good. I haven't bought a Call of Duty, but like I want it. And it, but if I want this Call of Duty, I have to get a new console. I can't. You gotta get Xbox, dude. Don't get PlayStation. But I'm like, I barely play video games. Am I gonna spend that kind of money on a console? Do I want that as a gift? Like, what a waste of a gift! I don't want people to spend money on a console that I'm gonna play like a couple times. And then you texted me, like as I'm literally having this conversation, I get a little notification above my phone from you, and it says GTA. The new GTA leaked, and I looked at him in, and I said, no, I guess I'll get it. Because, like... <laughs> G- I mean, between GTA and I'm going to have to play the new GTA. There's so many games that are coming out for did you Xbox. See, did you I'll... see Rockstar's... If we could play, like, Elder Scrolls together, so, together when it comes I out, I want to get the, the small Xbox that everything is, like, cloud-based. Yeah. Get a Costco for $2.99. It's not bad. No. I think I might do it, too. I'm putting it off, but, like... I wanted to you get the big can, one, but... I think we can cut a deal at Costco? To get two? Hey, if we buy two, give us, like... Even bigger discount. discount? Do they do that? I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Um, 
Did you see Rockstar's message about it? What'd they say? Just about how, like, they're very disappointed and that they don't want anyone to see the game when it's not, like, to their Perfect. standards. But, like, soon enough they will do a proper release. I think they're behind it, by the way. Dude, I, I assumed that they were working on a new one because, obviously, they are. It's such a big... But, like... I mean, GTA V came out in 2013. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, we're talking 10 years since the last Grand Theft Auto game. It's a long time. That's a long time. Donkey put out a video about it. About the leak? Yeah. And he essentially, in his video, like, his whole point was that kids don't know that Grand Theft Auto isn't just Grand Theft Auto V. Like, kids who play video games hardcore today, if you're, like, even if you're, like, 20, like, you don't really know that Grand Theft Auto isn't just... GTA Grand 5. Grand Theft Auto 5. But that's because Grand Theft... All right. And you don't understand... And even if you go back and play the PlayStation 2 Grand Theft Auto 3, you will never understand why we played that game so much and why it was so good and so much better than Grand Theft Auto 5 even is at this point. As good as it is. Well, I was about to say, is Grand Theft Auto 5, like, potentially the One most the important games. video game ever created? It's so good. And it's still being played 10 years later. But, I mean, you can say Skyrim 2. Still like, being played. Dude, it might be the, the most played. Like, the most played. And what they do with it now, I can watch the cops and robbers be played. You like that it stuff? It is That's so, so funny, funny that, there, clip is so that funny. there are people playing this game, just driving around, stopping at red lights, speeding past <laughs> the cop car and then getting pulled over and they pull over. Like, it's so fucking funny. That like that became a thing. Oh my god, it's so good. But you could just you could use Grand Theft Auto V if you really wanted to. You could play it every single day as purely a golf game, and you could do that. It makes you wonder how big six is going to be, and like what they plan on doing. Could they go? How much bigger could they go? Well, they're the what leaked was essentially Vice City. It's Vice City. Like they're doing Vice City again? It's Miami? There was a lot of gameplay, a lot lot, a lot of the map, um, clips of driving and stuff, and it's modern day, but it's Miami Vice City style. But it seems really big. I want a but story. But I think maybe they changed the scale. Like, I think maybe it's... And a lot of the things that they showed were like, you can go into stores again, like buildings again, like a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, do you think the story is gonna do like the three main character thing two. again? Because that was cool. Char- well, leaked was two main characters, like a Bonnie and Clyde story. It's a guy and a girl. And you do missions as like both, sometimes together, so. sometimes apart. Yeah, I think so. I think you guys like they're like two bank robbers. God, GTA Five is so good. It'd be awesome if GTA Six is good. Now, Grand Theft. Now, Red Dead Redemption Two is also one of the best games ever made. The second one. The one that just came out. Just came out. Just That's, came out. So that that came like, out five years ago. That was five years ago. ago. But that game, I never finished that. To this day, I never finished it. I have. It's. I got 70%. You should go back and like try and restart it and just I, well, that's power the thing is, through the I story. would have to restart because I I can't go back. I mean, we're talking five. I can't just pick up five years of, Power later. through the story? Even if you like do it with... Dude, I had such a sick bear costume. Do that kind of stuff too in your second playthrough. But don't do as much of it until, just you're, get through until it. you're done the story. Because there's so much to do after the story. Well, anyway. I think that's why I never finished it. It was like, there's just so much to do. And that eventually I never, there are other things happening. I just right? like wasn't ever making... I would 
turn it on, play for four hours, and I made no progress in the story, I'd be like, huh, well, I guess I'll try it again tomorrow. Play it with, like, the determination of, like, finishing the story first, and then there's so much you can still clean up and do at the end. But I did that. I beat the game, and it was well worth it. Really cool. Great game. Blah, blah, blah. But... Unfortunately, it doesn't have the same long... I don't. It does still have an online community, but it's not... It's not Grand Theft Auto. It's not as robust as Grand Theft Auto is. Dude. D- d- but if they could find a way to combine make, the two games where, like, Grand Theft Auto has that kind of cinematic experience where the story and the game... And, like, the other elements are so well integrated where, like, you don't even have to do the story to get so much enjoyment out of the game, which, I mean, you could do with GTA V too, but... Just not to the level that they got to in Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, I think... I wonder when it'll come out. Is there, like, a I, speculative... I, but this is why I think they're behind it. I think the game... These are leaks from the... What the post said was that these were from 2019. The videos and clips. Like, that's when this person worked at, at Rockstar, and he's had these on his computer, and he's uploading them. Or something like that. If that's... Why is it coming out now? I think it's actually just... They're they're pushing it out like old shit to prep you. Like, hey, GTA 6 is still here and it's coming sooner than you might think. And then the next... Like, they came out with that statement that says like... Oh, we're gonna... I think soon there'll be a real trailer. And it's not... That stuff looked good. But I I think what we'll see is gonna blow us away. And then it'll come out quickly after that. Like, it'll probably be like... If they're trying to... I mean, you gotta think, if you're not doing it for Christmas, when would you be doing it for? Summer. Twenty twenty. I think it'll probably be 2023 to 2020, like early 2024. It'll either be the summer of 2023, like next year. What if it comes out in like two months? That'd be sweet. But Rockstar doesn't do that. They'll hype this game. There'll be a trailer in two months, I think. And then there'll be a date for like six months later, or they'll say a, they'll give a date for a date, and then that date will be six months after that. It'll be like within a year. Like I think this is just the start of the, the promotional campaign of GTA Six. Because I don't think Rockstar has never had a leak like this, and the stuff that was leaked—it's so much video of like gameplay I didn't see and like any the of code it. of the game. I didn't see any of it, dude. It's like the source code of the game got leaked. So like, if you're a modder or a hacker, you can get into it. You could do that kind of stuff. And everyone acts like Rockstar doesn't like modders and hackers, but like GTA Online does kind of embrace modder content. And they take a lot of the stuff that modders do and integrate it into what they do online. So like I think they're taking the Rockstar approach. Like Rockstar I mean not Rockstar. The Bethesda approach where like Bethesda is its modding community. Like like Bethesda lets the modders from day one take the product and do what they want with the product and then they make that part of what they sell as well like Bethesda has a whole store where you could download mods that cost money through Bethesda so like I think Rockstar sees an opportunity for that with GTA 6 and I think they're giving people a head start probably because if they're smart they're watching what happened with GTA 5 in the online community and like yes exactly everything is modding so I think that's where they want to go so that's all I want to talk about we got we got GTA 6 we mentioned political stuff there are political things I want to talk about but I'm so sick like, we're beyond politics. We're in a post-political age, I think. This is where we are. 
whatever happens after the tw- the midterms coming into the 2020 election, 2024 election is going to really change, I think, the foundation of how we look at our society. So I'm em- embracing the post-political age. That's why we don't talk about politics. We're a current events, social commentary podcast for people who like sports and only really game of thrones. And Grand Theft Auto. And some video games. All right, that's it. All good with me. Good night.
Yeah, man. But the script is written. I'm... I'm telling you, if the Bills lose tonight, it would be so huge. It they makes them so vulnerable. I'm nervous, because they haven't played in 10 days. They may come out and look incredible tonight. Did you see the news out of Tennessee? Tannehill's a new wide receiver to throw to tonight. Who? Josh Gordon. What? Josh Gordon's active for tonight's game. I thought he was dead. No, he's he's in the NFL game. When did they sign him? In the offseason, but he was suspended still. But now the suspension's over, I guess. Don't worry. He'll he'll definitely finish out the season with the Titans. <laughs> it doesn't matter if he finishes out the season. Just get through he's tonight. On the field tonight. <laughs> Just get through tonight's game. Don't get busted. Now, you could look at it. Who's this number? I'm going to answer this right. on the podcast. Let's see. Hello? That was sounded bizarre. It's funny. That was a phone call about our podcast. That was someone saying, I listened to your podcast last week and heard what you had to say about iPhones, and I'm outraged. Is that really what it was? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And you know what? You should be outraged. Wait, that can't be true. I swear to God, that's what that phone call just was. Who called it? Who was it? Uh, he, will be, he will remain nameless. Oh, someone you knew? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I think I know them. I could tell by the voice. I don't have that number saved in my phone. Cause I, and I don't think they had my number. So they got my number. To tell you that? To tell me that. But that's what iPhone stands are like. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, someone listened to our podcast? Yeah, and was very upset about <laughs> my stance on iPhones. During I will say... Did they know we were recording? Hey, if that's who I think it was, and you're listening to this again... Can you believe that Dolphins game? <laughs> Wasn't that incredible? Oh my god. Fuck iPhones, man. Tua. Oh, man. Can you believe it? Alright, so... I... I don't know what... Oh wait, we'll do a live reaction. I gotta show you the video. Okay. The... The, the Tua's trainer... Putting up the side-by-side. Cause it's badass. We can find it. Let's see. Cool. Hey, just in case you ever need to break that out during the week, slide, spin out, find them, locate them, ball, touch <laughs> Like, that's freaking cool. And that dude loves Tua. Oh, he. He thinks Tua is awesome. He. he is relentless on Twitter. He's all about to. I don't know how he made it through yesterday. I mean, yesterday, forget forget how good I felt about the Dolphins. Yeah. I felt so good for Tua. That man is so beautiful. <laughs> He's such a good boy. He deserves nothing but greatness because people are so mean to him for no reason at all. Faithful man. And he just, he shit down everyone's throat yesterday. Yes. He put together six, eh, I won't say six, I'm going to say five. I'm going to discount the first one. Well, but no, because even the first one was awesome. He put together six touchdown drives yesterday that were legitimately beautiful. Yes. 
I don't know what more you can want. I don't want anything else. But we were able to run the ball yesterday too. God damn. We didn't run a lot because we were behind. But when obviously. you ran, you need it was it works. They ran. They were able to run the ball. They handed it off. Including the most important one, the 20-yard run Dude, at the end. It's a 28-yard run on second and one with a minute left with one timeout in your pocket. Or that two was timeouts awesome. in your pocket. That was better than a pass there. It was just nice. Oh, my God, yeah. Took so much pressure off, too. Dude, Greg Little played awesome. Austin Jackson may never be part of this team again. It's crazy. He did play well. The offensive line played well. Greg Little's... There was a stretch, especially at the beginning. Everyone was out of sorts in the beginning. I think they were nervous. I don't know. I don't know why they came out so slow and poor. Now, obviously, they got punched in the mouth right off the gate with the kickoff return. This is obviously about the Miami Dolphins, by the way. We just, like, start recording the notes. So, but, I, yeah, continue. I'm sorry. The kickoff return comes out of the gate, puts everyone on their heels. You were, you were so, uh, what's the word? It starts with a D. Uh, uh, D. Come on, you know what word I'm thinking of? D- disappointed. No. Despondent? Despond- is that what it was? <laughs> is that the word I'm thinking of? Maybe. You were despondent yesterday. When the game started, because I'm like, I'm bringing good juju. You're talking about how nervous you are. It's the Ravens. And I'm like, no, no, no. I was like getting annoyed that you were trying to be positive about it. Because I was like, I could tell- positive about this. I could- and instantly. Like, this is the type of game that ten, you ten knew seconds, was going to happen. Ten seconds into the game, you're down 7 nothing. You didn't want that. You were just, you were stunned. I was, I was really... I you were was, stunned. You were broken. I, well, and then, I wasn't stunned or broken, actually. It was more like... I just was biting my tongue on anything because I didn't want to get upset more than I already was because I knew what could be coming. And then you know. it came. It all came. So fast. And that made me better than you towards the middle of the game because you were yelling and getting pissed. I, well, I... I, I wasn't because I was already accepting what was happening. I the lost whole, it. We collapsed. I lost it in like the second quarter when the defense just was continually just not tackling. And it because week one, they did the same thing. Where like they could have held the Patriots in that first drive to nothing. A uh, couple drives, they could have like held them to nothing. And they just were missing tackles. And like. The first point of contact is happening behind the line of scrimmage repeatedly, and they're still gashing you for 8, 10, 12 yards. Yeah, it can't happen. That can't happen. And I was losing my mind. Especially because, like, I know Tua threw the pick on the first drive when we had the ball, but before the pick... He was moving the ball. He was moving the ball downfield like it's nothing. And it's like, hey, our offense is good. The, it, the turnover sucks. Just play. The defense be you what you're play. supposed yeah. to be. And they weren't. They were By good. the way, you said it last week. I mean, we talked about it last week after the game. Uh, and, like, I think the media were talking about it, too. Like, how this is the defense's team until it isn't. Yeah. Uh, no longer the defense's team. <laughs> yeah. Took a week. Took no time. This is to his team, bitch. <laughs> but also, I think... You can get it back, but... I think everyone's really lost the pl- plot of this game, too, a lot. Because everyone's talking about who had what kind of game or whatever. And what does this mean for either team? But really, the both teams had the exact same theme happened to them in this game it just happened in reverse order for either team so like the the both teams had an epic offensive performance and both teams had a catastrophic defensive collapse the defensive collapse for the dolphins happened immediately so and they were able to figure their shit out 
The defensive collapse for the Ravens happened over time, but it made sense because the Dolphins' offense all game, even before we were putting was up points, moving. was gat was gassing them, and you could tell because their defenders constantly were slow to get up, going to the sideline. They were getting hurt. So like everyone, like every about, play, someone was hurt. Everyone's talking about, oh, how could you let Terry Kill get behind you twice? Well, they collapsed. They collapsed because the Miami Dolphins put a tremendous pressure on them. So much collapse. pressure. We collapsed already. We were able to, like, stop collapse. Dude, but they were talking... I saw so many people talking about, like, how do you let them get behind you? And it's like, oh, because all game, everything was underneath them. Yes. Repeat it. But not underneath, like, a dink and dunk. Like and underneath, yards. like, hey, yards. we're hitting you 15 yards and in the middle. you can't let that happen. Those intermediate passes kill you. And then you start selling out for them, and then well, you're yeah, gone. It, it just so happened they built up a, such a lead where it's like, okay, well... We could start playing the pass. You know how I've been talking about the Aaron Judge season? Like, is it almost too good now where, like, he's costing himself money? Yeah. The Ravens cost themselves that game by being so good offensively. Yeah. They built Their lead was too good, and it allowed their defense to relax, and that was a big big mistake. And then credit to our defense who were able to stop Lamar Jackson. At, when they needed but, to. But, they, but even then, though, like we say that, Late in the game, Lamar Jackson left plays on the field that he wasn't leaving on the field earlier in the game. Dude, that uh, what was it? After the run, the third seventy-five yards, he didn't play as well. But I mean, he played remarkable up until that point. So, like, I'm not trying to knock him. But, so like, I think he had the almost interception of Xavier Howard. So he, I, he threw a pass that ended up being incomplete on a play where he probably could have ran for like thirty yards himself. So that's what I was gonna say. There's three Ravens plays that I think are like. The difference maker. Number one is the fumble on the goal line on fourth down. Yeah. You get points there, you probably win that game. Yeah. If everything else continues the exact same way. That's huge. The the play you just mentioned where like he's rolling out and he's like kinda like weirdly like just like kinda jogging. Like he's not even but like he's got so much room in front of him. Like no but he has his sight. receiver wide open and he just throws it high and the guy can't catch it. And then I think the third, the craziest play, and I think if you asked Harbaugh, I don't know, they may have asked him. Going for it on that fourth down when you're still up 14 and you're bar- barely into Dolphins territory, well, I was telling you, that's a mistake. I was telling you I listened to the Locked on Ravens podcast, and the reason why I listened to the podcast Did they mention the that? Team, yes. The Ravens, you got to punt that ball. Ravens always go for it on fourth down in that territory. Why? That's... In fact, the you, host, gave, you gave us the a short of field on when we're trying to claw back into the, host the game. The Locked On Ravens says it's to the point where he knows when it's four down territory for the Ravens, and he tells as whatever. soon as you get past the logo, it's just it's, hey, it's four down. It's anywhere near the fifty yard line, anytime with a lead. It's always four down ter- territory. If it's like Ravens. fourth and like three and under, I well, I guess I don't know. Like they're not I, doing that. Made, on he made it sound five. like I guess not. I don't know. But he made it sound like they're always like you're you're like short you're like at the logo. It's not like you're you're barely past. And it, it really costs them in that game. And like you have the best kicker in the NFL. Like if you want, I would even be like if you just kick the field goal there, whatever. <laughs> but I would punt it and try to pin us because back to back drives before that they've pushed it down your throat. I don't know. I couldn't believe that. And I think that's where. I mean, I guess the thinking too though is like if you get it. It, you could theoretically end the game. Yeah. But, oh, man. That was big. 
Yeah, the NFL's weird. Like, the Bengals are 0-2. The Colts don't have a win. The Ravens, you have a tiebreaker over. This is what... This is what... It happens so much more in NFL You're gonna than, face it does the Steelers. In, than it does in baseball. But, like... Every year, before the season starts, the NFL changes so much year to year. Yeah. You can't just be like, well, this team was good last year, they're going to be good this year. And this team wasn't good last year, so they're not going to be good this year. They, they've been talking about how good the AFC is and like how many teams could come out, like are going to be battling for the AFC playoff spots. And that might still be true. But so far through two weeks, no one in the AFC looks dominant. The Bills. But the Bills have only played a game. So we don't even know. We have to watch their game tonight. And the Dolphins. The Chiefs look good. And the Dolphins. That's it. <laughs> Dude, the, do the Chargers look good? No. No. The Dolphins' defense needs to play better. Justin Herbert. You're not good. Well, that's, he's fine. But it's so early in all their careers. You like and I was saying you earlier ribs. about Tannehill and Russell Wilson and Luck. Joe Burrow's going to be out of the out of the league in the next three years, by if, the way. Yeah, like that's what if he keeps taking 100 sacks a season. He's how not going to be able to last much longer. How will he not be? You know? Is he going to go the way of Andrew Luck? It's amazing to think that Andrew Luck was in this league, did play well, and then just was like, I'm out. I would have done that. I, I'd like to think that's what I would do. Make my money. And then before I develop CTE and all the other awful consequences of playing NFL football for like an extended period of time, I'm out. Luck never really reached the point in his career where I thought he was like... How much money did he make? An elite quarterback. No, no, I don't think he made all that much. Yeah, I think he made over like 100 mil. Had to, right? Are you looking it up? I want to see some of his stats. He's only 33. So like he, he's only thirty three now. Yeah, so like, he's already he been out of the league what four years. Yeah. So he retired in twenty eighteen. Off a tw- off a ten and six season, where he completed sixty seven percent of his passes, threw for forty five hundred yards, thirty nine touchdowns to fifteen interceptions. Andrew Luck made ninety seven million dollars. That's pretty good. Right? That's not bad. I mean, in his last four seasons, he averaged almost 300 yards a game. Andrew Luck was good. Twenty fifteen season, he only Why are there two games? Game. What? Why are there two games tonight? It's a doubleheader Monday night. They always do that early in the year, and sometimes they do it later in the year. I don't like it. Are don't they don't on like at the same time? One starts, I think, at like 6, and the other one starts at like 9. It's kind of stupid. It's Vikings-Eagles? Yeah. Which is an interesting game. Especially if we play the Vikings soon. It's be interesting to watch them. That game's at 8.30. So what time is the Bills game? That game's at 7.15, so there's for sure overlap. What channels are these games on? Usually, the, I don't think you. Usually, they stack them more. I think. You know the Bills are really good, right? Yeah. Do you know what their schedule is? Is it hard? I think because they're good, no one was talking about how hard their schedule is. Their schedule is ridiculous. They play the Rams number one. 
And they did a really good job against the Rams. Now they play the Titans, not a pushover. Then they're going to have to play us, which hopefully not a pushover. Then the Ravens, Steelers, not great. Chiefs, Packers, and then it gets easier from there. But that's play, a pretty tough start. I mean, we play all the same opponents, though, pretty much. Yeah, but it's the order. That's a tough start. I don't know, man. I would have rather played the Packers week one. Yeah, but I don't want to play them week four. When we're starting to get into a rhythm. We play the Packers. We play, we play the Packers like towards the end of the season when their games aren't going to matter because they're going to have that division clinched. I hope so. I hear Rose crying inside. <laughs> she started crying the second I walked in. I said, "Hi, Rose," and she just looks at me. And went, ah. I was like, I'm done with you. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to talk about? Anything else? Sports? Do we want to talk about Judge? Let's wait until he does it. The Yankees should have pretty much assuaged all of our concerns. They're going to win their division. Hopefully. Six games. In, if They've already kind of ended the collapse narrative. The collapse yes. is over. Yes. They survived. It never got... We had the one conversation where it was like below seven and a half. It's now at six, which is still... Well, it got to three. But it got to three. But that was it. I didn't think they it could stave it off. It got to three with the Rays coming into town. Yeah. Like, that was... I didn't think they could stave it off, but they did. That was very nerve-wracking. So, good for the Yankees. But now it's just going to be, like, win the division, which they... You should. It's another collapse if you don't. It's the, an even worse one. It'd be a second worst collapse somehow. <laughs> the 15 games in two months was crazy. But that's good. Because, like, it's, it's close enough where, like, the games kind of matter, which is fun. But it's not close enough where, like, all the focus really should just be on Judge. Yeah. And if he's going to get... Two more home runs. Two more home runs. Or is he going to get a triple crown? If I was Judge, the I'd MLB go out tonight. should tellerize that he can't win, that he has to strike out some more. Hmm? The MLB should make it, like, a should nudge Judge in the triple crown. They should want Judge to get the triple crown and break the home run record in the same season. So they should televise to stop hitting as well as he is. Oh, I thought you were mispronouncing televise, and I thought you were having a stroke. No. Tell arise, Luis arise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if Judge goes out to n- tomorrow, hits three home runs, you get the record, probably boost your average up to, like, 319. You bench him for the Dude, rest of the I'm not, I'm not stepping foot onto that field. I'm done. I'm sitting on, on the bench. I'm getting my rest, and I'm ready for October. I just won the triple crown. <laughs> no, nah, that's not Judge. He'd be out there every day. He doesn't yeah, care. Yeah, because he's a maniac. That's why we love him. His... They were talking about it. Like... Like, w, WRC plus and OPS plus take into account, like, the, the year that you're doing it in. Like, this is a historically bad year of offense in the MLB. Yeah. While simultaneously we're seeing, might be, like, go down history as, like, a top five offensive season ever. (laughs) Also, you know if Judge hits his next two home runs within eight games, you know what happens? Oh, he does, he beats Ruth? He beats Ruth. It's, It's 61 in less than 154. That's pretty sick. Sosa did that a lot, though. 
Sosa did it like eight times. Yeah, but Sosa's... A- <laughs> we don't talk about it. Dude, it's so crazy. Sosa did that a lot. Maguire obviously hit the 70 mark yeah. first. Sosa was better. And then Bonds hit the 73. Sosa's the only player ever in the history of the game, I think besides Ruth, yeah. to have more than two seasons with 60 home runs. He has three seasons with 60-plus home runs. I think he has another 50, like, five or six yes! home runs. Yes! The guy was unbelievable. Yeah, so, like... Sosa was better than all of them in terms of, like, longevity and being able to, like... He repeated the feat over and over. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bonds, I think, had... But he was also on steroids and had a corked wait, bat. Wait, wait, Bonds, Bonds had the 73 home run season. Bonds but... only has one season with 50-plus home runs, and it's the 70... It's the 73. He never broke 50 besides that, which I thought there's no way that's possible. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, he has another 50 home run season. They're like all four, mid-40s. The dude just hit 44 home runs every year for a decade. He might have one other season in the fifth, but I don't even think... I, I think it's only the one, and it's 73. 73, you're right. 46, 45, 45, 40, 73. 42, 40. And then 2004... 46. Then 2004 happened, and everyone in baseball was just like, you know... We're just going to walk him every bat. Yeah. Do you see what his slugging percentage was in 2004? 762 home runs is pretty ridiculous. Judge's slugging percentage is 701. He will be the first person, if he can maintain that. The first person since Bonds in 04 to slug in the sevens. But Bonds that year slugged 812. I was going to say... Yeah, I was gonna say he his that's not even his highest slugging percentage because in two thousand one he slugged eight sixty three. Yeah. With Dude, with wait, what's what's his on base that year? What's his on base wait, that year? Five? Forget out for get on base. Two thousand four, the OPS is one dot four. One dot four two. Yeah. Dude, we're watching Judge Ooh. be a monster and his is a one dot one two and it's like steroids were great. Dude, we haven't seen a one dot one since Bonds. I don't believe it was steroids. For Bonds? Something else was going on that made these numbers happen. It for can't Bonds? Just be st- for all of them. Well, no one did was what Bonds really did. Was it really steroids? No. Balco anabolic steroids? Whatever. No one did doing. what Bonds did. What was he doing? No, I'm saying, like, it can't oh, be his steroids. His num- but even McGuire's 70. Like, it was just McGuire. But that's just home runs. But it was just that era of baseball where we had a ton of guys hitting 40 and 50 and 60 and 70 home runs every single year. Was it all just because they were all on, doing anabolic steroids? Cause like they, then that, does that mean that I could go to like a body like people who are like bodybuilders where steroids are encouraged and they're doing anabolic steroids? Could they just could they just hit fifty home runs in the MLB? No, so like obviously skill has to play a factor. <laughs> I think it might have been two things. If you go back and look at that era, yeah, the steroids on top of just like good offensive players also was pitching just down I was just with those say, bad do pitching years. You also years. have to think about how spin rate came into the game in the next in the like next pitching, era of baseball. Pitching was just not Dude, well, I told you the like was it really like pitchers were like going back we're going back 7 years where pitchers didn't even know how to throw a slider for but, real? Like, I told you the stats about the bat the pitchers faced yeah. How Ruth, the year he hit 60, faced like 20-something pitchers. Maris faced like 40-something. Judge is going to face over 250. And think about this. So like that. Think about how hard it is. If you see the same 40 pitchers for an entire season. 
It's a lot easier. And think about like starters would go longer in games, so you get a lot of at bats. You're getting five, you're four or five at bats against the same the guy. And then think about like Judge gets maybe two at bats a night against this. A, and then think about it, like only guy. Sandy Koufax or only like every guy, like every pitcher on a team that was like the guy had their pitch that was so good. But like not everyone on the pitching staff could throw that pitch, and even if they were trying to like share the information on how to throw it, it was just like telling you how to grip it and then like feel and stuff. But at some point in the last 20 years, every guy, we first of all, starters would only go four or five or six innings, and then every guy out of the bullpen could also throw a slider with a crazy spin rate or a fastball that's in the 100s, and I think that that's really hampered hitting more than just taking steroids out of the game. It has to be. It has to be to me. Because the numbers, there's a difference in numbers are so crazy. All right, so unless steroids are just like magic juice, and we should get bodybuilders to play professional. Oh come baseball. on! Why are this? Why are the? Hold on, hold on. Or let find. steroids be like part of the game. Oh, I'm gonna find something. Okay. Okay. So in 2001, I was gonna use 2001 as a benchmark because that's like right around when the steroid thing is going on. This is when Bonds is doing his thing. This is at the end of McGuire and Sosa. League average ERA was 441. That's crazy. The average... Oh, well. I guess ERA plus is always going to be 100, right? Well, that's the baseline. And then if we go to 2022... Oh, God. I wish I knew how to do this quicker. All right. We're in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. Sorry. This is taking a while. 2020, 2021, 2022. Alright, if we look at league-wide ERA in 2022, is 398. It's a whole half run. Yeah. Seems like a lot. For the whole league. Hmm. Well, it is remarkable that Aaron Judge is the best hitter in baseball, and he's still going to lose the MVP to Shoya Otani someday. He's not. Do you see what the Vegas odds are? Shelly Otani is like plus 25,000. How could he possibly so like, be MVP? So, like, Vegas isn't dumb. If no. there's a shred of a chance that Otani is going to win, the, his odds would not be that high. Because Vegas is going to take into the cleaners <laughs> with those odds. I'll place $5, win 100. Yeah. Which I might do, just in case. Just in case they do try to screw Judge out of MVP. I don't know, man. That's It's such a anti-Yankee thing. It doesn't matter. But, not for nothing. They are... I think the narrative is starting to change a little bit. I've been seeing it from a few different people. The narrative should be. And, like, it's... Judge is the MVP. And what what the, what the we should be saying is... that's that This is the kind of season it takes to win MVP over Shohei Otani. So, like, you're giving your credit to Shohei. Like, you're having a great year. You're doing what you do. But you will not win MVP this year because someone is doing what Judge is doing. Why do we always need to respect Shohei Otani? Like, he's not that good. No, not for now. I was going to show you num- show his numbers today. They are they are. Stupid. He's ridiculously good. Like the I'm fact that he like, is a top five hitter and a top five pitcher it, I think, is crazy. I think it's because the Angels are actually like the propaganda baseball team. Like they're they were owned by Disney. They're out in fucking L.A. 
They can't get their name straight. They don't know where they want to fucking exist to. It's all the fucking rich people in L.A. That anyone who plays for the Los Angeles Angels has to be the best fucking player in the existence of baseball. But fuck you guys. Shohei Otani's a good pitcher, and he's a great hitter, and he's Japanese. All that shit. But, like, let's fucking be real here. Um, He, he can't win it every single year because he's good. So... The argument is always is like <laughs> The argument is always like, well what's judge's ERA? So I would say Shohei should win Cy Young. And if you want to argue Verlander should win, I'd say how many home runs does Justin Verlander have? Yeah. 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 None. None. Justin Verlander sucks. Why doesn't he have more home runs? Also, do you know what Justin Verlander's ERA is this year? You probably don't cuz It's ridiculous, I believe. Is it is it Above 2-2? Two, two? Above 2-2? Two, two? Yeah. As in, like, 2-3? Yeah. No. See? Below 2-2? Two, two? So, it's below 2. Below 2. Shit. I hate him so much. I mean, I didn't have to know. I knew it was this. I knew he was having a good year. I didn't know he was having this good of a year. Well, he's at the point in his life where no one can hit him anymore. Somehow. He's 42, 41? Doesn't matter. He's a magician. Like, we talk about Scherzer and DeGrom and, like, Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, but fuck Verlander. Because he's a nasty asshole. He must be a really good guy, actually, because, like... Dude, 1.78. Damn. He's, like, leading ERA by a full half of a run. I hope Houston wins the World Series so that... I don't. Yan- so that the Yankees have to, like, explain why they can't do it. I wonder Explain what, why you don't have players our, that can win World Series. What was our contract offer to Verlander? Not enough. Because, like, honestly... If Maybe they, you can teach Cole something. If the... If... We would have signed him, I would have complained about it. Because I was against Verlander. I was like, he's gonna come back. I he's gonna be him. so shitty... Also, he I do think he would have been bad. He would have been a bad Yankee. He would have given up like four, he would have retired at the end. He'd have been like Montas and given up like forty home runs over the short porch. How shitty is Montas? So disappointing. I like Montas too. He's awful. But yeah, dude, Harrison Bader has to come back and be literally. Dude, he plays tomorrow. It's exciting. It's so weird. He better never have plantar fasciitis again. I want Aaron Hicks murdered. By the way, did you hear the comments about his plantar fasciitis? Like he made, he was like, inter- I think I read it on the subreddit somewhere, but it was something along the lines of like, yeah, I'm still uncomfortable in my left foot, but like I can play through it. <laughs> it's like no. Oh, you know what? I've been thinking about something, and I'm like scared to bring it up, but it, I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh-huh. How severe of an injury? No oh, God. Does. Does Judge have to have yeah. for him to not play through it? In the playoffs? or No, for like just to get these next home run. Like I was thinking like if he breaks his leg, I think he's gonna like, I think he's gonna try to play Set through it. Set it and put me out there. Yeah, like he'll have like a boot on. He's gonna be like take like I'm in the DH. I'm just gonna swing. I can get a few out. I think if he broke his back, he'd be I like, can't I'm playing. He won't though, he'll be fine. He's had a few like jumps into the wall where I'm like he has to be hurt. But he's been he's been alright. He's like watching a like a racehorse stumble when he falls. Did you see like a prized racer? Like <gasps> every time, every time he like <laughs> he does like that, like 
I'm like, or if like a pitch comes a little too inside. Like, whoa, 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 dude. <laughs> Protect that man at all costs. <laughs> Why would you want um, to injure Aaron Judge? Tyler Glasnow is uh, being interviewed today by Chris Rose. And Chris Rose was asking him, like, you know, like if you face the, Yan- the Yankees in the postseason and you face Judge, are you pitching around him if, like, no one's on base? And Glasnow's like, no. He's like, why would I pitch, right? why would I pitch around him? He's like, I don't care how good of a season he's having. He's like, realistically, the odds are still in my favor. Based on just like, he's he's hitting three thirty. Yeah. Let's say that means I'm still winning the other six sixty. And he was saying, but then he started talking about like how unbelievable Judge is as like a person and teammate. And he's like, the Yankees just have to give him a blank check. Got to. He's I like, they should have already, so it makes me nervous. Hold on. I just want just to make my point. What do I say about Shohei Otani? You know greatest, my stance on it. The last greatest baseball player of all time who played for the Angels, who still plays for the Angels. Mike Trout? Mike Trout. Mike Trout's having a better year than Otani. What's his batting average right now? Mike Trout? Eh, 298, I'd guess. Nope. Is it in the threes? Nope. 285? Nope. Is it lower? Yep. Trout's in the two seventies. Yep. That's got to be his lowest of his career. Well, now he's an injured person. He's going to be an injured person. But he's got forever. like thirty-five homers. He has a degenerative back condition. But he's got like he's only been in the league twelve years. I mean, only. That's a long time. I'm saying his batting average is two seventy. Don't forget. Okay. People talk about him as the greatest to ever play the, the game. Greatest player of all time to ever play the game. How many career home runs do he have in his twelve years now? Where is he going to finish is what I'm trying to say. Because he's the greatest player to he, ever do uh, Where is he going to finish? Does he have over 300 yet? With his degenerate... He's, he is over 300. With his degenerate... Is he like 330? Back, 346. Okay. Under 350. Um, so, like, is he going to get 500? That is not a guarantee. I'm going to say yes, Probably. he gets 500. But is he the greatest player of all time? Well, listen. Here's where I lose my mind about this. Uh, because he was teammates with the, with someone who's... Not the greatest player of all time. Yeah. Who's better than him? Albert Pujols, crazy, is legit. Like I, we're talking about him this year because he's like on pace for he's gonna hit seven hundred. Is a way better player overall, like career wise. Albert Pujols, dude, shits on Mike Trout. Absolutely. So like, how can we talk now? Is Mike it because Trout he plays, plays center, center field? Year, center field and his WAR is crazy high. But like, I mean, if you're taking Trout over Albert Pujols, you're crazy based on their careers to this point. I think you're a crazy person. Frank and then, Thomas? So it's the same. So my point about Otani is only like we're giving him MVP awards five fucking years from now. Yes. It's retarded. So like why don't we just let Aaron Judge be the fucking MVP and stop trying to give Otani well, an award? I don't like you using the word let. You fucking earned it. Yeah. It's not letting. Because we already because we did the same thing with Altuve. It's like, well, Altuve is the best short player to ever play and he's going to be the best player I for the next Judge is the years. best tall player to ever <laughs> Also... It's so crazy. I the reason why I'm not impressed by the two player thing, like the the two way player thing. Yeah. The whole roster spot argument is and like a backwards CC, argument. Like why CC Sabathia, who's a great Yankee, I used to love him, but he's dead to me. And like that's <laughs> not it, it's his own fault. And like I'll never welcome him back with open arms. I'm sorry. What did he say? What did he do? Oh, I don't even know. He's like he's the biggest Shohei Dick Rider. Oh my god. And he's like obviously like he called he was like on a thing and he was like oh judge judge like my little brother but like Shohei's the MVP are you kidding me he's, he's the best player to ever play the game and here's my problem with that CC 
you are a much better pitcher than Shohei Otani is. Like, you're, career-wise, career-wise, you're, you're a Hall of Fame pitcher. Yeah. You've taken 100 at-bats in your, in your career. You're a good hitter. And you hit home runs, and you didn't work on hitting at you all. You could have done it. But, like, my whole point is, like, we just don't do it. We don't do it. It has nothing to Let's do with... Let's go back. Everyone who wants to hit can hit and pitch and hit and pitch and hit and pitch. And he, I guarantee you, Otani won't be the best player in fucking baseball a year in, year correct. out. If Judge worked his ass off pitching and hitting, he would probably be a decent pitcher. You ever see his high school stats pitching? <laughs> Dude, trick out everybody. Then give up a run. So, like, and, like, that's every, like, there's so many athletes in the MLB right now who Rick are hitters. Rick Well, that's what I said. I said Rick Ankiel's a better player than Shohei. <laughs> he did it twice. He didn't even do it at the same time. I think it's more impressive what he did. <laughs> He had to make it through the, the ranks two times. He got called up to the major leagues, had an okay career as a, as a fielding player, and then was an okay pitcher. Dude, but I think he's better than Otani because he played defense. <laughs> I doesn't play defense. Yeah. Also, that's the other thing. Is like we just discount the fact that Judge... like We're like, well, Shohei does both. Judge also plays an entire part of the game that Shohei does not. Shohei does not do anything defensively. He's a DH. Yeah. So... Okay, maybe Otani pitches, but Judge is out there every goddamn day playing incredibly elite right field defense and great center field defense. And I would also be making this argument if it was anyone else against Otani. I just don't think that Otani being able to do both is impressive. So I think Vlad it's impressive. Said? Like, I think it's impressive because he's doing it. But it's not it? impressive because he's doing it because other people don't do it. That's my point. Well, that's what I think. That's why they're trying to tell you it's impressive. It's like... Because he's coming from Japan, and they, like, this is what they do in Japan, and he's so good at both. We're going to let him do it here. The but Cin- like, if you just let your prospects do it here, you'll have a million Otanis. The Cincinnati Reds. Maybe not a million. The Cin- but like a dozen? Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. Hunter Green. Uh-huh. Kid's unbelievable. When they drafted him, he was the top shortstop prospect in the country out of high school, but they drafted him to be a pitcher. They did not let... He wanted to do both. He came out. He, dra- dra- he got drafted in 2017, I believe, maybe 2018, out of high school. He wanted to do both. They said no. And they said no. We want you to be a pitcher. But, like, he could have just done both. So. It has nothing to do with ability. So the idea that Shohei Otani is the greatest player in baseball and Mike Trout is also the greatest player in baseball is completely made up by people in L.A. who have, like, media access and have their voice in the ear of people in the media who then repeat the shit and then idiot fans say the shit. But no one fucking watches the Anaheim Angels. The Anaheim Angels are... Absolutely irrelevant. They can't win a fucking baseball game. Well, that's what I want to And their players must suck because they don't play well. What are the ratings of, like, when Shohei pitches? Are they that, are they that impressive? I'm sure in Japan they're high. I don't care about that. I care about here. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not better than when they're losing. How many people are watching the Angels? <laughs> their stadium's empty. Every time I see highlights of an Angels game, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani play baseball in front of no fans. The Dodgers stadium is packed. Baseball should step in and force them to be on other teams. <laughs> Just break them up. If Shohei was a Yankee, I'd still want Judge to win MVP. Now, to give credit to Anaheim when they... To Anaheim, they're in L.A. To give credit to the Angels, I believe when they weren't 25 to 30 games out of first place in their division, there were people in the stands. I'm just saying most of their games are played when they're Don't not. Don't forget, they started this season 17 games above 500 at one point. It's pathetic. They're pathetic And then they lost like 25 games in a row. Mike Trout's a great player. He's not the greatest player ever. 
Otani, I don't even think he's top 10. Otani's a great player. He's probably like a top 15 guy. He's not deserving of MVP awards in seasons that haven't been played yet. It's completely ridiculous. Judge is clearly MVP this year. Otani's good. If you want to... Listen. He's great. I hate That's giving it. MLB all my good ideas, but I'll give you another one. How long have we been talking about this stupid shit? The oh my god, we gotta stop. <laughs> Create a new award. Okay. For the best two-way player every year award. Now, Otani's going to win it for the next however many years. Yeah. But it'll create a pathway for players to do what he does. And I guarantee you someone's going to come along and be way better than Otani. Yeah. Is what it is. I agree. I want to talk about Game of Thrones, too, because we haven't even we'll talked talk about, about it. We'll talk about it. We'll do that in the main. Okay, sure. In the main. We'll actually have the podcast. 